Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Is It Transphobic? My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers, and today I'm being joined by... My name is Vivian Alger, and it's lovely to meet you all. Hello, and we are expecting another. We're expecting Phoenix. Uh, they are on their way. They have watched the movie. I don't want to take away from them. I want to make yeah. sure that they can weigh in on this movie as well. Mm -hmm. But we're getting to the point where we need to make sure we start recording. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> this movie... Yeah, The Cobbler by Adam Sandler. Do you want me to try and tackle the uh, the the story of this, or do you think you can? Should, should, I, should I try to like have a redemption arc here, where I try to <laughs> summarize it better? Do you, because do you want to it? its credit, yeah, to its credit, mm -hmm. it is at least a little bit more coherent than Jack and Jill. Yeah, agreed. Like he, so uh, Adam Sandler is this cobbler mm -hmm. who has. A secret stitching machine mm -hmm. where any shoe that he like stitches, mm -hmm. he can put back on. Like when he puts it on, he like takes the physical appearance mm -hmm. of that person. Yeah. Um, and he goes on a series of hilarious misadventures um, where he gets wound up in like gang violence. Yeah. And this, like an extortion. This took a lot of plot. weird turns. And yeah. then there was a big social reform subplot that kind of dropped out a little bit mm -hmm. out of like anti-gentrification yeah. thing that then just kind of See, I was really with it when I was saying like, oh, this is an anti-gentrification. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's let's hear what it's about. and then like it kind of it, it basically picks up and drops plot lines uh -huh. a lot. And yeah, and I think mm -hmm. maybe one of the initial failings of it just on mm -hmm. a film structure mm -hmm. is that um, it did that so frequently and so, like, haphazardly yeah. that part of me just kind of suspected... Um, so at one point in time, he kills someone yeah, and that, wakes yeah. up wow. and there's no body, there's no sign, mm -hmm. his bag, his belongings were, like, mm -hmm. vacated out of the apartment and they're back in his place. Yeah, and nobody knows what's question. happening, mm -hmm. and it goes unanswered for so long that I had wrote it off as like, oh, I guess that's just a plot hole, and we're just gonna move on. So jumping into that part, I honestly, like, that movie got really intense, A, when he, like, killed yeah. uh, Method Man's character. I don't know if we ever learned his name, but the, the character um, portrayed by Method Lidlow. Man. Ludlow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when he killed Leon. 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 Yeah, when he killed Leon. Yeah. Uh, and then... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, like he wakes, like he's he's back at his place, and like Le Leon's body is missing, the the floor is clean, like because he goes and he turns himself into the police after he kills uh -huh. the man, uh, and he just sort of says, you know, I've I've committed a murder, uh, and so he brings the police officers there, and his body's gone, and the bag is gone, everything's gone, mm -hmm. it's like nothing ever happened. And then he goes back to his, you know, the, so the police kind of like leave and are like, no, don't let, like, let us leave. Close the door. And he's like, oh, okay. And he goes back to his 
shop is uh, is cobbler shop, mm -hmm. and everything is there, and they don't explain that. So I'm thinking Leon survived, and is like got like some sort of like a, a compress on his neck, and he's like yeah. he's coming. He can't speak, but he's coming after the Adam Sandler uh -huh. character. That does not happen. And it's it's also interesting because they establish like when he's they do an early montage where he's putting on shoes so that he can test out this power that he's just learned. Uh -huh. And one person's shoes they're dead, and so he looks like a decomposing corpse, which I thought was an interesting twist. Isn't wait, but but then that's another plot hole because he puts on Leon's shoes at like possibly. This is where I'm, this is what I'm talking about. Why did about, he like, have like a big gaping like yeah thing in his like neck? He, he was definitely like. He, he definitely had gone pale because Leon had died. So uh -huh. it showed, like, okay, Leon is definitely dead. But what happened? How did they get rid of, like, why was his stuff back at his shop? Where was everything? <laughs> is is it, as it's revealed in the end, spoiler alert, uh, which we will get to because I have a theory on this that I talked yeah, to you a little yeah. bit about. And I but in the very end, uh, Dustin Hoffman, who plays his father, <laughs> uh, is revealed to be his neighbor, who's played by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> And he was just wearing Steve Buscemi's shoes the whole time, and he was around uh, his. He, he was thought to be this guy who ran out on his wife and his kid, mm -hmm. and it, it just it. This movie has a lot of heart, which then gets immediately stepped on. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Like the moments that were really powerful uh -huh. they were really well done like yeah dealing with the death of his mother hearing from his family you got to save up for a tombstone for that you're mm -hmm. you know your mom deserves a nice headstone and there there are a lot of really well done poignant moments in this that get immediately undercut by how incredibly racist this movie is it is shockingly racist yeah. i that was actually one of the reasons why i thought that this came out like in the early 2000s or something mm -hmm. because like it, I mean, yeah. <coughs> I mean, Let's okay. So, like, what? Leon is this oppressive, like, symbol of like masculine affluence, and specifically, like, like specifically, black New York. Yeah, like he walks very around stereotypical like, showing gangster. off his watches. Yeah, and you like my watch shoe man? Yeah, like yeah, just, like this uh, very like mm -hmm. woof. And then you like he stalks him for a while, and like yeah. <laughs> he stalks him, and he finds out that he's extorting money from like everyone ever, and he beats yeah. his girlfriend, and it's like every like negative like mm -hmm. gangster trope. Yep. Ever. Like, just compiled and concentrated into this one guy. Yeah. That, like... I mean... Which, ultimately, this movie is going from the story, and I don't know if it was initially, like, a... Because I know that there, it's very strongly about uh, Sandler and the character's Jewish heritage, and, the like... But I don't know if this was a, like, specifically Jewish thing, but that idea of walk a mile in someone's shoes. Yeah. That is not what we're getting from this plot. No. Like we're getting, I can shapeshift if I have somebody's shoes, and so I'm going to find out about this like stereotype of a black man who's a horrible person, who is being employed by... I don't remember if she said that she was Jewish or if she was just like this blonde white woman, um, but who's basically being employed by them to do these like things so that she can get this 
apartment. That's like the the plot is all there. It's just really all over the place. Yeah, it's a weird. very scatterbrained movie. Yeah, like it starts off actually in a way that I found kind of instantly intriguing with yeah. the old man and the like cobbler and the like yeah. meeting of the people mm-hmm. and like they put down the shoes and like these are his shoes and he's like he's not my customer and he's like tonight he will be yeah and it's this like gravely important thing and yeah. I was kind of expecting that the whole like learning that he has magic cobbler shoe powers mm. would like mm. make it like more of like a with great power comes great responsibility thing yeah. Um, that was that's our uh, our other other panelist here. Um, yeah. Hold on a sec. Uh, you can keep talking, but yeah. Okay. Um, but instead, it's just it's so much of it's so like goofy and like strange, like like he uses this thing that's been built up as this like serious like genuine thing. You know, like you have it's it's a complicated burden that he has mm. to bear. And then he uses it to like impersonate a rich guy so he can look at some model titty. Yeah. Like Yeah. And like the things that he does to walk a mile in other people's shoes, again, that is the theme that they set up. To do these things, they don't go into it at all they basically just have him a like they basically have him do things that are horrible uh hold on i think that's phoenix um let me i'll i'll step off for a second but yeah if you want to continue oh okay now it's now it's the me show thanks all right no yeah nope diane's getting it okay all right it's for the honestly um so like i was saying like the (laughs) thank you uh, so, like I was saying, the the things that he does include, uh, they are at the door, honey. <laughs> we, we thought we could do this seamlessly. We were wrong. Um, so, like, one of, the, one of the main things that he does is he basically portrays, like, the first things is he portrays a, an Asian man and starts yeah. screaming, I have an accent, I have an accent. He's like... Hi, hey, Phoenix. Oh, it's been a while. Hi. Hi, how are you? I Good. love your lipstick. I got Thank lost you. in your lobby. No worries. It's a very weird <laughs> lobby. I was just sitting there flapping. <laughs> so we'll take a second right now. Uh, Phoenix is just joining us. We're doing a... Oh, oh my goodness. Paper. I love your outfit. Yeah. Thanks. I made the, the paint. I did it. Yeah. So incredible. <laughs> I exist. Awesome. Hi. Yeah, Sorry, no, I'm late. No yeah. No, it happens. It has been um, a while. Yeah. People so, so Phoenix, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind just uh, letting people know name, pronoun, etc., etc. I am Phoenix, and I use they and they pronouns. Yeah. We added a new one to the roster. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what pronouns are you using? I'm doing she or they. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm one of those trendy Tumblr non-binaries that you hear about. So. I have heard of the Tumblr. I, I yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we were getting into a little bit about the Cobbler. We really just sort of were jumping in on a whole bunch of different topics. So feel free to, because, I, I, A, I'm sorry for making both of you watch this one. This one it was just bad. Yeah. It was just like, it wasn't yeah. even like entertaining at any point. No. <laughs> 
that's the thing. Like, I feel like there were moments where it had heart and then it completely undercut itself. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Like, like it could have been a really good, like, sweet yeah. thing, but then it was like 30 seconds later, it was like, oh, actually, instead, <laughs> we're going to make a joke that isn't at all funny. Yeah. Um, yeah probably. Some anti-blackness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I'm going to go to Chinatown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Like specifically, actually, before we do what he does with the powers, let's talk about the montage where he find he realizes that he has the powers. And is an asshole. And is a complete utter <laughs> asshole. He uses other people's bodies to like buy expensive food. Before and... he even leaves the oh, cobbler okay. house, I'm just gonna call it a cobblery. I'm very sure that's not what the... a place that people who work as cobblers are in, but. The cobbler. The cobble shop. The cob. The cob shop. <laughs> so yeah, while he's in the cob shop, the first thing he does is he's you know he's there. He's late because of course the way that they wrote the uh, the, the method man character uh, Leon is that like oh you're closed when I come to pick up my shoes shoe man. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, and of course he doesn't show up, uh, and so Adam Sandler just. Puts his shoes on because they're nice shoes, so yeah. why not put them on? And then he turns into Method Man. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, the moment that that happened was the moment that I'm like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Yeah. Like I, it was just like. Yeah. Because yeah. sorry, no, please yeah, continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. Um, it's just like because I, I heard the premise where it's like, oh, you know, the shoes and. You know, I could kind of imply that, and I'm like, is he gonna like jump into his body? Are they like, is he gonna like, yeah. and then he suddenly has the responsibility of like balancing his life and like, because that would be like a really like complicated and rough thing. Mm -hmm. But instead, he just like shapes ships into his like physical form. Yeah. And I guess nobody noticed that all of these people were following him. Like, he followed Leon forever, and like. Yeah. With the same coat and yeah, starch. Yeah, he has one jeans. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of danger now that we've kind of moved. So yeah, sorry, we're no, no, no. It's totally fine. I just want to talk about like all the different iterations before we move into all the stupidity yeah. and danger he puts these other people in. Yeah. Uh, like so, he he turns into uh, a different black man. He turns into an Asian man. He turns into an uh, I believe like a South Asian man. Uh, and He's like a weird old man. Yeah, like a, a the, dead man. The, the a dead, dead man. guy. Yeah, the, de the dead guy I thought was an interesting twist. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't yeah. I thought it would be a, like, uh, you know, sort of deal where they would, you know, yeah. be alive still, even if yeah. they... Yeah, like the so... age that they wore the shoes or something. Yeah. 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 But, so, like, yeah. people are dealing with the fact that, like, yeah, but no, uh, like, the, the young... The young child. Uh, what was what was the other one? Uh, could, oh, and the and of course the reason that we even analyzed this. We've been we've been like yeah. we've been coquettishly like holding yeah. back on this. And the other one was. Now I'm not necessarily going to say specifically a trans person, but definitely someone who was assigned male at birth and wears clothing that is normally considered women's clothing. Mm -hmm. So because we don't know who this people because we never meet any of them. No, yeah, it's literally don't. just him yeah. trying on mm -hmm. these bodies. Like yeah. it's, I I thought the same thing um, that you thought of that they would just kind of go like he would have to be multiple yeah. like people like it would yeah. be his like, brand and someone weeping. else's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is actually really interesting. 
I didn't know Adam Sandler did interesting movies. Um, <laughs> um, you and didn't it turns see out, Jack and Jill. Yeah. Um, I did not yeah, see no, Jack don't and Jill. Don't even bother. Okay, don't. <laughs> it's, good. Yeah. it's good that you didn't. Keep yeah. that scratch yeah. off. Better not. Um, uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I thought it could have been this really interesting thing, and then the same thing of just like, yeah. oh, he just shapeshifts, and it's, and it's, a lot of it is just exactly what you would assume of a, like, cis-het white person taking on the bodies of, like, marginalized people, yeah. and, like, um, also people that are, like, uh, better off than him, but, like, really mm. that's not the focus ever, and no, no. any time that he has, um, where he does put other bodies in danger, he never once put the bodies of people that are at, like, he only ever put, like, like, black and brown bodies and the body mm -hmm. of a trans woman, or trans person in danger, mm. um, and, like, that's really fucking gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some of the ways, sorry, but yeah, let's let's talk about some of the ways that he puts people in danger just without any recourse or repercussions. Like the restaurant where he Especially goes and, the restaurant. Like yeah. that was maybe the most bizarre scene because like I mean, th I thought that that was going to be just, like, one of the seeds for, like, the whole personal responsibility, yeah. like, like, overarching thematic core of the movie, where it's like, oh, you're exploiting your power, you know, mm -hmm. Peter Parker, Peter Parker, great yeah. power, yeah. great responsibility, mm -hmm. um, but, like, that also ends up just being dropped, he just did yeah. that, and, like, whatever, this yeah. is fine. Like, it, it very much feels like the, the script writer, because it wasn't Adam Sandler. You can tell the difference between an Adam Sandler written movie and a movie that Adam Sandler's in, mm -hmm. mostly because there was a fantastic female character who didn't feel like a lamp with googly eyes on it. Um, I, mean, she, I loved she's... Carmen Carrera, not to be confused with Carmen Carrera. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like also, real-life trans woman. I also will yeah. admit that... Like, she mm. does still follow, like, just a small handful of the Adam Sandler, like, yeah. love and trust tropes. I think because I watched it after Jack and Jill, I was just so happy that there was a woman that got to exist that... Wow, you're yeah. a person? Yeah. <laughs> have She's a social worker, yeah. and, like, you know, yeah. she cares about anti-gentrification, -gent mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. you know, that's cool, yeah. I like that. And, like, gentrification is brought up as a thing that exists, which is neat. Yeah. It's pretty much only shown as it affects, like, whites, people, yeah. but, like, it's brought up as a thing that exists, mm -hmm. so, like, that's sick. Uh, that's about yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, you know. Like with with this particularly, like let's look at the optics of this particular one because this one really sat with me in an angry way. Uh, this person, so he is he is a working class Jewish man. Mm -hmm. He puts on these shoes and he becomes a man with darker skin. Mm -hmm. He goes into this restaurant, he has a meal, he eats it, he goes into the bathroom, changes his shoes so that he's him again, so that they are looking at this as this black guy ate a meal, didn't pay for it, and skipped out. So A, you've got a server who is now like eating that bill, not getting tip, not getting money, mm -hmm. maybe has to pay for the meal. I feel like that's illegal now. Servers, if you're around, let yeah. me know. But not only that, this guy, if he ever goes to that restaurant, this real-life human mm -hmm. who Adam Sandler has never interacted with, he's going to get kicked out. He's maybe have the cops called on him. There's all sorts of things that this guy who did nothing mm -hmm. except turn his shoes into Adam Sandler to be, you know, repaired. Yeah. yeah. And 
this this is true of a lot of things. This is true of this uh, trans, potentially trans woman. Uh, this is true of this young kid who he, in both cases, breaks into Leon's apartment as Leon. Yeah. And, like, pretends to be in order to threaten him. So he basically is throwing all these other people under the bus so that he isn't hurt, so that he's not implicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, but, he could have just stayed Leon. Yeah. He could have just stayed Leon the whole time, yeah. and then there like, never would have been this issue. I would have loved that. Like, you know exactly who I am. I, you look like me. Why do you have my face? I love that. That was Yeah, cool. I was like, yeah. let's yeah. just have that. And also, then you're not getting other people potentially murdered. Yeah. Well, okay, but if I... <laughs> I mean, Leon died before you could talk about it, but yeah, go if on. I could, if I could playfully uh, yeah. bring up toxic, like, cis heteronormativity for just a second uh, here. Yes. Um, I find <laughs> it really show. interesting <laughs> mm -hmm. that this white guy commodifies non-white bodies. Yeah. Like, non-cis yeah. bodies. Mm -hmm. Because it's all a novelty to him. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't have a lived experience of the bodies that he's impersonating. Yeah. Uh, or that he's embodying, or whatever. I'm saying body too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is treating their lives as novelties. Yep. You know, he got to look at himself as a black person and be like, "Wow, that's so cool," mm -hmm. while completely ignoring like the actual like social like history and culture that he's now, in a way, appropriating. You know, yeah. he's appropriating these yeah. bodies, and so. Of course he throws them under the bus because he has nothing to lose. Right. You know, he's a white guy. That The world of, like, systemic mm. problems don't mm. super exist to him. Well, let's let's also just unpack this for a second because he's Jewish, but at the same time... It's true. Like, yeah, that's absolutely is, true. Yeah, and especially with the climate of the past few years, especially yeah. anti-Semitism yeah. has been on the rise. This was created in 2014. And I'm not necessarily saying that, but there is a certain amount of light skin privilege that Adam Sandler specifically has yeah. as a person that he does not have to, that he is still experiencing from and this. Yeah. I, I hate to be, you know, I hate to yeah. be that jerk, but mm. on the other hand, anti-Semitism was not really brought up. In it the, brought up, like, it was one comment, there was one comment. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. There was a comment when... Uh, Leon comes in and he says something, I can't remember what, but something about like, hmm. um, oh yeah, he's like, oh, you're Jewish, and then he says good for you, and like that's that sort oh, of weird, yeah. gross, like. Yeah, and that, I wanted that to be, okay, I wanted that moment, that moment where he says, and I forget the exact word because I'm not Jewish and I, I'm unfamiliar with the word, but essentially like he says like I was at a, a ceremony for oh yeah, yeah, yeah and method man's like what's that oh uh it's a ceremony for someone who's died oh who died it's like my mom okay i really wanted that to be a good moment that showed yeah. why the people that he's interacting with are humans yeah, yeah. yeah. that went in so much better into, but... it turned into i'll uh if you don't find my if you don't get me my shoes back I'll get you, re you'll be reunited with your mom real soon. It's just like, yeah. fuck you, writer. Like, this isn't fuck you, Method what Man. A, like, Method Man played yeah. the, like, Method Man got hired for a job, and he played that. He did the job. Like, he did his job. I think he really did well when he had to act out, yeah. like, being Adam Sandler. Oh, that, that was great, like, yeah. I, mm -hmm. That was some mm -hmm. pretty genuinely good acting chops there. Yeah. Like, good for you. But, oh, this, yeah. Like, However, the writer is... Yeah. Mm, this, yeah, like, and... 
So let's talk about let's talk about this this character that who may or may not be trans. And I know I'm dancing around that, but again, like we don't know this character. Yeah, the, All we, we know can... is that they're assigned they're assumed to be assigned male by the other characters, and they're assumed to be in some way trans or yeah. in some way. I mean, I guess yeah. it's probably safer to say that we can just say that they're coded trans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Coded. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this coded trans woman. Sure. Yeah, they, they first introduced her, like, the very first, like, s couple seconds that they introduced her, I was really, like, I was like, oh, yeah. this isn't immediately terrible, because he was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a woman, and so I'm just like, okay, cool. Sure. So mm -hmm. you're like, that's, that's alright, yeah. and then immediately after that he was like, oh, I'm not a woman, and it's just like, Specifically oh. because he stuck his hand down his pants. Yeah. He's... Now I'm just going to say this really quick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that was all. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, and this is pure speculation, but I feel like you know without having to reach your hand down your pants if something's different. Yeah. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. Like, if it's different, it's different. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that was very much a visual gag. And he blew on just, his hand because yeah. it, he he touched he touched the he, he touched the penis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Uh, um, yeah. Like it's it's all it's it's all as much as like there are many more interesting like elements in it because it's yeah. a different writer than him mm -hmm. and like there's some interesting stuff like peripherally around it mm. at the heart of it it is still adam sandler's like horrible like man child thing that he does all the time mm -hmm. he's always yeah. this like immature overgrown child mm. you know he responds to like women and intimacy and sexuality in a way that like a 12 year old would respond to it. Hmm. He impersonates a rich guy so he can see like model tits. Yeah. Like, yeah. which that was the entire time he's he's where where he is impersonating uh, the guy who is on Legion. I can't remember his name. He's super famous and he's been like a bunch of things, but I know him from the show Legion. Um, so he is like he goes up to his the, this person's apartment and his girlfriend who's a model is showering and my immediate thought is don't do this don't do this just stop avoid oh, this it just like it's that kind of fantasy of like oh my god i get to see boobs and it's not messed up because she thinks i'm this person it's just like no that's exactly <laughs> yeah what I like this he is... almost went home with with someone yeah. too yeah uh -huh. and like he didn't that time he didn't ever like get to any sort of thing of like it's wrong either both yeah. times he didn't stop because it was wrong he stopped once because mm -hmm. she found out that he lives in Sheepshead Bay with his mom, and the second time, because yes. he couldn't take off the magic shoes. Yeah. And like, yeah, he he had no moral mm. objections to to raping someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to throw out. This is the thing that I I didn't actually do uh, a lot of research on the production beforehand. Mm-hmm. One of the writers on this is Tom McCarthy. Tom McCarthy is known for The Station Agent, which is a fantastic movie, uh, Wing Wing, which I am unfamiliar with, and Spotlight, the Academy Award, I believe, winning, uh, yeah, the Academy Award winning film uh, all about the uh, 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 
people, they write things, news organizations, news organization, uh, that was exposing the Boston yeah, uh, pedophile yeah, priests. And, like, <laughs> this is one of the writers. <laughs> yeah, one of the writers of that what? wrote this. Oh, uh, let me see what the other writer, because there are two writers on here. Uh, Paul Sado, S-A-D-O, I may be pronouncing his name incorrectly. But he's done, appeared in, okay, he's best known for the cobbler and... Yeah, I mean, basically, he, okay. I'm sure he wrote other things as well, but, like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, wow, so what happened spotlight, Tom huh? McCarthy, or whatever so, his name is? Say again? What the fuck happened, yeah. Tom McCarthy? Yeah. Wow. What? Like, and that's the thing. <laughs> I wonder, like, because there are so many good, like, because there are good moments in this. There really are. It's just, it feels like, it feels like in... Glee. My main problem with the show Glee was that they wrote one or two types of characters extremely well. Mm -hmm. You can tell they knew what it was like to grow up as a uh, a gay child. You mm -hmm. can tell that because of the way that they crafted them, the way that they crafted the parents, the way that they crafted all the relationships around them. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is just garbage and a stereotype. Yeah. And that is exactly what this feels like. Is like they know what it's like to grow up, and I don't know his background. I don't know his background, but they know what it's like to grow up working class, to grow up... Uh, like, there are things that you're just like, this is really well done, this is really well executed. Even if they're not necessarily from that background, they know, like, they've done the research. Yeah. And then there are other characters where it's just like, well, I read a Frank Miller comic once. So, like, yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of times when mm -hmm. it could have been, like, this really, like... All of the family moments were, yeah. like, really wholesome. Oh, and relationship with him and his mother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was so good. And, like... I mean, he does end up killing her. I mean, that's... Ends. I feel like yeah. that's... Like... That's more... Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. I... What's... He did a really nice yeah. thing mm -hmm. for her, and I was really kind of nervous about it, of, like... That could fuck with her head, considering she has earlier yeah. in the movie expressed, like, oh, have him go get us some pears, like, he yeah. was still there. Um, but, like, I I don't, I feel like mm. it still feels not yeah. right to say that he killed her. Well, I mean, he definitely shows the burden, like, he feels guilty about yeah. it, but yeah. I guess my complaint is more that at the end of the movie it's revealed that his neighbor is his dad in secret hiding yeah. yeah and it like really drives home the point that the dad just wasn't there for his wife dying yeah yeah and like and then the the absolution at the end where he's like you know you did right by her and i'm proud of you yeah. it's all on like him being a good person yeah. instead of i messed up and i should have been there yeah like it's all praising him for having to like deal with a very complicated burden yeah. that ended up leaving him with a lot of guilt. Like yeah. and like she doesn't seem to leave the house, so he mm. could have just totally had this outside life, inside life. Like mm. he could have like, fucking he really been there. could have. Yeah. Like what is stopping him? He said that you have to watch out for what? Dry cleaners? So okay, let's yeah, before we get Sorry. to the very ending. Sorry. We're, we're, yeah, we yeah. are a little bit like Yeah. Yeah. So emotions. <laughs> the because I I have a lot of feelings about the last ten minutes of this movie we've discussed um, yeah so the the let's talk about this this coded trans character uh, specifically one of the major things that Sandler has them do 
is first he starts as the the child who is like, oh, I've you're like I've tied you up really well, Method Man, Leon. I'm just gonna call him Method Man. But yeah, it's Leon. Method um, yeah, it's Alexander Method Man. So he's like, I've tied you up pretty well. Method Man tries to get out, can't. It's like, all right, I got somebody else. So he leaves and he comes back as the coded trans person, and immediately, and he's a threat. yeah, threat. Uh huh. It's a threat. Yeah. It's so fucking gross. Sorry, no, you can. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Well, that's weird, right? Yeah. She oh, I already yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> now we definitely are. Now it's absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I pop that bubble. Well yeah. um yeah basically she walks in and he's like well Adam Sandler leaves as the child and is like well you made me do this and then comes yeah. back as the like coded trans woman and she's basically and like it's basically this like threat that he has to like be around her and like imply mm -hmm. has to do sexual things. see yeah that's that's the thing immediately there's like what is the threat oh god and they kind of dance around it but at the same time like the threat is immediately oh no if this person is meant to be a threat that means that they're going to do something sexual yeah and mm -hmm. it's just like that Fuck this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like in mm. and just like the many layers of that of like, that's really fucked up. That mm. the like that I like the basic obvious layer mm. of like it's really fucked up that the idea of being with a trans person is a threat. Like, mm -hmm. fuck immediately off. Um, and then there's also the like, that's. That's the third time in which, um, in this over the course of this movie, that Adam Sandler has like come close or implied uh, the idea of raping someone. Yeah. yeah. So like, what the fuck? Hmm. Well, because again, going back to that hmm. like you know, prepubescent masculine hmm. like boyishness. Hmm. You know, he's never had to deal with. I'm obviously like reading into this maybe too much, but like his behavior. Oh, what? Oh, did it zoom? So for those uh, here on the live stream, how do I right now, how do I fix what this? What do I what do I do here? Is, is this fixing it? Randomly zooms. Yep, uh, it's the thing under the tape. And so the hard camera that I have uh, is going to be zooming right in on all of us. Oh boy. I'm not a very yeah. graceful person. It's totally cool. I'm so, doing a great job, baby. So let's talk about. Um, um, oh, I had a point about yes. um, the whole like prepubescent, like yeah. masculine identity because like whole freaking cis guys have, broadly speaking, but yeah. this culture seems to be very steeped with um, pretty rudimentary ideas of like what a sexist looks like and yeah. what a racist looks like. Yeah. And as long as you don't fill those extreme criteria. Mm. You know, it just doesn't really come up in your consciousness. You know, it, to somebody like this character, at least, mm. it is. I can infer that this character probably sees somebody who's a sexist as somebody who's like a wife beater or yeah. like uh, an active violent oppressor. Yeah. You know, somebody who's racist is somebody who's an active violent oppressor. Yeah. It's like, so we're in a sheet. Why am I considered a racist? Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> the fact that in this in the course of this movie. He has brushed up against rape mm -hmm. three times. Yeah. 
but by his own perspective, he would never be able to see it. Right. Because, you know, the first two times, he wasn't even himself, technically. And yeah. then the second, and then the third time, he also technically wasn't himself. Mm. And, like, it, it, you know, it's this, it's a much more complicated issue, and it's yeah. just taken in such a blasé thing. And I'd also like to point out that every single time this coded trans person exists in this film, mm. I'm, like, pivoting immediately into yeah. my other point here, mm -hmm. um, it has been used threateningly yeah. um, to himself personally, mm -hmm. um, to Method Man to extort him for money, mm -hmm. and to uh, Greenwald? Oh yeah, Greenwald, yeah. yeah. Which we haven't even brought up yet. Yeah, yeah. and that was used to like, I guess, offset? I, I don't know, I don't even yeah. know exactly why he arrived as her, beyond thinking mm -hmm. that that would be the most intimidating thing he could be in his arsenal. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's not going to yeah. intimidate a woman as a little kid. Yeah. He's not going to intimidate a uh, intimidate this person as... Like, like, I wonder if maybe they thought they'd show that person pity? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know what the thought was. I guess they needed someone and that was the actor that they could hire for the day. <laughs> um, that very well may be it. Mm -hmm. It could be. Yeah. Or, you know... Yeah. Could be any number of things. Any number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about that ending. Um, so the last yeah. ten minutes. Um, so first <laughs> off, he, the only character that kind of gets a redemption arc at all is technically the the method man character, the Leon character, the posthumous because, like yeah, redemption arc. Posthumous because he gives all of his stuff to the girlfriend that he's been beating, yeah. and he's like, oh, you know, no, sell it, do whatever you need. I'm I'm not going to be around anymore. Do I, I won't bother you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then he's about to be killed by Patrick, mm -hmm. who he let live before, um, and... I have another point that I have to make about... Okay. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, I know we're all trying to get to the ending, but, like, you brought up Patrick, and then immediately, like, oh, right, mm -hmm. the thing where the white guy, like, comes in yeah. and tries to solve, like, morally, like, yeah. correct this black person and his life. And like, look, I get it. Leon as a character is like a vicious, horrible, stereotypical, like monster. Yes, down the line stereotypical, <laughs> yeah. like character. Like categorically. Yes. Yeah. But then it's suddenly Adam Sandler's responsibility to try to fix his life for him. Yeah. And yeah. to like do moral good because, and like to its credit, it clearly didn't work. Right, sure. But that's not to say that, yeah, but that's still... Yeah. Like, so, I know that the podcast is, is transphobic, but I think today's episode has been just more on, like, boy, is this racist. Yeah. Like, whew. there's, there's, yep, it's, it's an intersectional conversation. So. Yeah, and, like, yeah. the one time, and, like, the way in which it could have been, like, at good on, like, one marginalized ax axis is that it could have, like, actually dealt with the time that something anti-semitic was said and it was just mm. kind of a like implied like oh that was a shitty thing to say and that's it like it yeah. didn't get any sort of treatment at mm -hmm. all and it's like why like mm. you just you had one chance to be not completely terrible mm. to a marginalized identity and you didn't you didn't you even take that yeah. <laughs> it was brought up one time and it was brought up in poor taste yes yeah. congratulations so, yeah so this ending um, this ending. He is. He was in a car crash as Method Man. He wakes up in the uh, uh, 
barbers uh, in Steve Buscemi's shop. Steve Buscemi reveals that he is, in fact, his father, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, and then the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen starts. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was a realistic, fantastical movie. There's a fantastical element in it. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of turned into this is where the Netflix Justice League pops up. Yeah, like, I was about to say, like, yeah. is he going to start, is, is this cobbler guy joining the Avengers? Is that yeah. like... And now my Nick Fury is going to walk up and be like. <laughs> so my theory is that this is actually a Jacob's Ladder moment. Yeah. Where in fact this is not happening. He died in the car crash. Because it's just way too out there. It's way too beyond what this movie is set up. Yeah. So he died in the car crash, and, and this it's... is his mind dealing with the fact that he's dead. He reunites with his father. He is part of a much bigger thing. Uh -huh. His financial woes are clearly solved. All of the things add up way too easily for this yeah, to actually like exist. Permanent closure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This cobbler is dead. Also, why is Webb just chilling there? Yeah. The driver? Like, what's, yeah, where did Webb come from? <laughs> why is he just standing there in this what garage? What does he do in yeah. his daytime? Like, yeah. does he, he just, he just stands hang out there. in this, this dank basement? Like, with like so, yeah. really aggressive lighting, like yeah. single lighting over the car, like very classic like Batmobile style. Does he have like an hourly like shift? Does yeah. he like is he just the day driver? Is he the night driver? Is he both? Yeah. Is he like uh, is he like a a, a created thing? Like is he a golem? <laughs> like is he oh, a golem? Okay. Okay. I mean, look. That's no, part of like they've they been yeah. a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean it could be it could be that yeah. like I mean you've made this movie so much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're welcome. I would I would really <laughs> want to see your version. <laughs> They're gonna be making yeah. it. It'll be out soon. It's starring my a trans version, woman and there's no way. Yeah, anymore. my version starts um. with those trans women that he's impersonating <laughs> just like spitting on his grave. That's the start of it. We're going from there. Also, if they've been collecting all these shoes over the years, because that was the thing, Wouldn't like there's like no shoes. Yeah, they, some of them, a bunch of them are dead like, people. Yeah, like most of them are dead people. So what, what, well, we've established that you look like you're decomposing. Yeah. What a weirdly finite, like. So are they going to walk around as skeletons and boots? Like, I mean, that's a great Halloween yeah. idea. Honestly, yeah. that would be a killer Halloween idea. Yeah. Like, also, skeletons and boots skeleton is not in the name of my goth industrial band. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's start wrapping things up. Um, yeah. uh, first question, you know, the questions that we always ask: Was it enjoyable? No. <laughs> no. no. You can answer. No, you can answer in a simple yes or no. You can answer in a scale of one to ten. You can answer in a, a sound and motion because we do have the cameras. We do. Uh, which, if you Visual are media. part of, which if you are part of our Patreon, at least one dollar, uh, you will be able to see all of this motion that we're doing right now that you're only hearing on the podcast. Wow. Um, we exist in meat space. But. <laughs> Or this is really well animated. So, so Phoenix, do you want to stick with no, or do you want to change? Do you want to add more to it, or just straight up no? This is not enjoyable. This motion. <laughs> <laughs> I gave uh, I gave Jack and Joel a two, right? Yeah. 
I'll give this one a three. Yeah. I liked Slightly I liked Carmen Herrera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know. Steve Buscemi was weirdly like fun to watch. Yeah, actually, Steve this was just really one of my favorite Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi <laughs> roles. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just—he was pretty good. Yeah, he was just good. He's, he's done good work in the past, but yeah, this was like yeah, no, you, you could tell awesome. he was working Pickle hard. Friend. <laughs> yeah, Pickle Teeny. Um, God, what uh, is that even a real why? thing? Probably, I've had a pickleback before. Mm. A what? Mm. A pickleback? Uh, you take a shot of whiskey and a shot of pickle juice and. I, like, detest pickles. Yeah, same. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Like, so, <laughs> uh, so V, are you, so you said two, uh, for me... I said three. This you time. said three, that's right. Gets one over yeah, Jack and Jill. You get one over Jack and Jill. I, I give it, like, a four, honestly, because... It's, yeah, like, the, the moments that were good were really good, and I kept, I kept being put in this place of, like, you know, this isn't so bad. Oh, you're doing something racist. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, if they cut it down to like a like a five to ten minute film, it could yeah. be just like really good. Yeah, snappy. <laughs> like legit. If this was about him learning that his consequences have actions, I would probably give it a six. Uh, but that's not. It lost so many points because this is. There's no consequences to his actions. No, he ends up oh, being and one guy. thing I, I really, really yeah. quickly just want to note is I feel like even when we talked about um, Method Man having some amount of, of redemption arc, I didn't even read it as that. I read it as he saw he was trying to once again fix Method Man's like yeah. ills no, of right. just like she. This girl was like beaten by him, mm. this woman was beaten by him, mm. and like, deserves to be, like, deserves to have something, and yeah. like, yeah, that's probably true, but once again, it's him just like, jumping into Method Man's life and being like, I'm so much better than him, yeah. here, take this great offer that I am giving yeah. you, and I, like, I did not read it as a redemption type thing, like, yeah. personally. No, I'll, I'll take, I'll walk back from what I said. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it was it was more about Adam Sandler than it was redemption for Leon at all. Which um, I guess also fits into the auteur thing. Because yeah. everything in an Adam Sandler movie kind of inevitably gravitates to him. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. Yeah, so then the question, the podcast title, is it transphobic? How would you rate this? Um, only because there, the presence of a trans person is not that much, hmm. uh, I'm gonna only give it like a six. Hmm. Yes, it is transphobic, but like there literally isn't enough screen time of a trans woman to be like as transphobic as other shit we've watched. Yeah. Ace Ventura. <laughs> Ooh, did you remember Ace Ventura? Uh, <laughs> that was the nightmare. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah, it was pretty god awful. Did not hold I'm up. I'm gonna at all. personally fight Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah, Jim Carrey. I'm gonna personally fight him. I'm saying I'll find you. To the camp. <laughs> okay. Okay. Transphobic okay. does not condone threats against anyone. <laughs> but Jim Carrey probably deserves something. I mean, yeah. Just saying, I'm going to boxing after this. That's fine. Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge to a sporting match. That's fine. Fencing. Like, Everything's fine. Boxing, MMA. Well, I'll meet you in the octagon, Mr. Carrey. <laughs> Deep belly laugh. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So V. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm also going with a six. Okay. Because like it's bad, absolutely. Mm. Like 
there is like a zero percent good screen time with trans people. Yeah. Like every time the trans people were on the film, it was a bad time. But it was a short time. It was not a significant portion of time. Jack and Jill was an hour and a half of bad time. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. So this will get a six. I, I'm not going to put it on a number scale, but I'm going to give it an emphatic yes. It absolutely mm -hmm. is transphobic, specifically because uh, the one character, A, we never, like, if we met them in real life and we saw what they were going through, we saw who they were, we saw something, mm -hmm. we would know more and we know nothing other than the shell of what they've given us. Mm -hmm. uh, that combined with the fact that they're used as a, uh, a, a just the site of is used as a inference of rape, uh, the fact that we, like, literally there is no change or redemption for the Adam Sandler character in regards to this other character, or any of the other characters, but because we're putting it on this metric, this specific character, um, emphatically, yeah, this is 100% transphobic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they do nothing to change anyone's mind about any of these characters, and that is why this film sucks, even though it's got some really good moments. It's a crap film, and they, the creators should feel bad. Yeah. Fuck That's you for fair. Spotlight. I don't, I have no interest now, knowing that wow. I've seen this. I'm sure it's a fine movie, but fuck that movie, because this movie didn't was... Didn't it win out better. on, like, yeah. didn't it win that over, oh, like, Moonlight? Yeah. Let's... No, it didn't win over Moonlight, but I think in uh, maybe screenplay. Let me double-check on that, because it was definitely... It's definitely won Academy Awards. I haven't um, even heard of this movie. Yeah, but maybe... Was it a different year than Moonlight? Because was that? Was I might have last year. Oh, um, shoot, this might be... Yeah, this um, is best... Yeah, so Spotlight, not Moonlight. It's the Academy Award winner for Best Picture. That might have been over 2015. Hidden Figures, though. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which Wait. is also a shame because yeah. Hidden Figures was Hidden figures fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> that's what you get here at is a transphobic recommendations. Mm -hmm. Recommendations on much better movies than the Academy Award. Watch Hidden Figures. Okay. It's, it's really good. It's a good one. Um, it, so, has, it has problems of like, yeah. mm, like giving into like white feeling some of the time yeah. but like it's it's pretty good still yeah. Yeah. and yeah. talks about pretty uh rad human people that existed it's absolutely true and taraji p henson is i love her with all of my heart i will opposite fight her <laughs> <laughs> and anti-fight uh, so you will anti mma brunch with her mma brunch right needs to happen <laughs> all right so uh, yes Let's Sorry. let's tell people how to find you on the internet if you want them to. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. You can say don't find me. Don't at me. <laughs> Never find me again. Yeah, that's that's a totally respectable response. So just say you know if you want people to find you, do you want them to and where? I'm gonna do this. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm I'm on the all of the various internets at Tiny Lion Roars. So Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. Um, Instagram is where you are most likely to hear about things going on in my life. I'm doing like a squillion shows. Um, nice. The main one that I can think of the exact details to plug is uh, for Creative Tech Week, I'm going to be doing a show called Manipulating Memory. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about like 
data art and also like confronting our past selves um and yeah it's gonna be a neat good thing creative tech week website i think it's creativetechweek.nyc but if you look up creative tech week 2018 it'll come up um and i will be on there phoenix lion manipulating memory but yeah tiny lion roars on instagram twitter tumblr blah 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 and uh, my website is tinylionroars.com and that's roar not rar because i pretend to not still be a scene kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> And me. Okay, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Vivialadren, that's V-I-B-I-A-L-A-D-R-E-N, trying to use Twitter more. Nice. Um, uh, you can also find my music over at vivialadren.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can ask me questions on Curious Cat, which I believe is at Valadren, but I haven't checked in years, so I don't know, it's fine. Um, <laughs> And once I have the details like more cemented, uh, you can find both my upcoming video series on YouTube to be announced, and that is connected to my Patreon, which is also kind to of be to announced. be announced. I mean, it's up actually, yeah. but you know, I don't have anything on it. Also, yes, I have a Patreon, Tiny Hours. Yeah. It's it, I'm gonna do actual stuff with it soon because now I theoretically have time. Theoretically, it's fake. I don't have any time ever. <laughs> and for me, you can find me at Lucretia Deerfor on Twitter. L U C R E T I A D E A R and before. Uh, is it transphobic? Also has its own Twitter at Is it transphobic? And guess what? Is it transphobic has a Patreon. It's almost as if we need. It's almost as if we just desperately stable need. Economy. Yeah, right. Uh, so we're trying very hard to <laughs> save up for a new camera that uh, doesn't just zoom in on people whenever it feels like. I mean, I and, get why it wants to zoom in on yeah. me personally. But, I mean, all right, gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, that's Patreon.com/backslash. <laughs> is it transphobic? Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, let's do something active so that the video people have something that. Oh. Oh, we broke everything. Too active. <laughs> That's our activity. Too active. <laughs> Everything's broken. Okay. That's is that enough for you? Is that enough for you? <laughs> that is enough. Are you not entertained? Okay. Is it transphobic? Was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.